This episode of the Last Drinks podcast is sponsored by Zekas Skin. Zekas Skin specializes in high-quality men's skincare products that not only benefit the health of your skin, but also support men's mental health. Use discount code LASTDRINKS25 at checkout to get 25% off all Zekas Skin products. And if you wish to support the show, you can now donate via Buy Me A Coffee. That's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash last drinks. All donations will go to keeping the show running and thriving. We greatly appreciate all the support we've received from our fans and followers. Now sit back and relax and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Last Drinks podcast. Well, welcome to another episode of the Last Drinks Podcast. I'm Will Hitchens, and my guest today is Frankie Morello. Hello, Frankie. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. Pleasure. Uh, we have been, I guess, mutually connected through Rhiannon O'Loughlin, who I think is one of your best friends, isn't she? She is. She? She yes. is. Um, yeah. She goes by many monikers, uh, the hypnotherapist, Rivacious, and then she's Modern Love. Cupid, modern day love. Modern Cupid. day Cupid. Cupid, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And now she has another talent. She's put two sober people together to talk about being sober. <laughs> what are the odds, huh? Um, but you've recently um, gone on a bit of a sober journey yourself, and I, yeah, like how many? You recently hit a milestone of a hundred days. I did. Mm, congratulations. Thank you. How did it yeah. feel? Uh, pretty fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't think I'd I'd reach a hundred days. Um, it's the most sober I've ever been since, mm. man. I think sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I'm thirty five now. Mm. So yeah, it's quite a time period. Just how long it can be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, what sort of sparked the interest to do that? <sighs> okay, so. I guess last year uh, I went on a bit of a um, – I went on a holiday to Bali, mm-hmm. as you do, and uh, drinking, partying, I started noticing some things in my personality that were not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was starting to act out irrationally, doing things that an adult woman shouldn't do, mm-hmm. uh, making very bad decisions. I could see that if I continued on that path, I would have lost some valuable people in my life. Um, uh, yeah, so I thought, you know what? I went to Bali in December. I thought I'd ride out the rest of the year, do New Year's, have one last bender. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, start fresh in the new year. And yeah, here I am. Hmm. And have you faced many challenges or adversity with that? Um, going sober for the for the year or absolutely Mm. Um, the first thing was Australia Day Mm -hmm. Um, you know there's a big big thing around drinking for Australia Day Um, I didn't realize but I developed some anxiety Um, so I was invited to a yacht party and uh, I didn't really know anyone there I only knew one person um, and because I was sober I was really really nervous and I got so anxious to to go be on this boat with these people I didn't know and not drink and have that liquid confidence so you know leading up days leading up to it I would just I couldn't believe how nervous and anxious Mm. I was and I was like what the hell like I've never experienced this before I'm I'm usually like outgoing and Mm. because drinking gives me confidence 
So, you know, I nearly I, I messaged my friend. And I was like, look, dude, I can't do this. It's, it's, it's crippling me. Like, I'm so nervous. I'm going to be stuck on this boat. All these things going through mm. my head. Um, and she was really good about it. She said, you know, you can leave any time, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, fuck, I just don't want to go. I just... Mm. But I ended up pushing through and I lasted a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Um, met some really amazing people. As people started to get more and more drunk, I was like, yeah, it's my time to leave. I yeah, yeah. Go. Um, it's starting to get a little bit too close to home. I mm-hmm. really want to have shots and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like the first time where I was like, oh, this is happening. Like something's changing in me. Mm. I never used to get nervous. Um, and I realized that, you know, alcohol was, was my confident confidence blanket. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I guess my birthday after that, um, because normally you have a, a drink on your birthday, mm-hmm. you let loose. I just decided to have a quiet dinner and I was being offered free shots and everything mm. and just to say no. And even my friends were like, come on, just have it. It's just your birthday. Come on. But I stood strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Good for you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's can be for, I mean, everything you've described, I can certainly resonate with. I'm sure a lot of people can that, yeah, like when you, especially if your normal um, direction to go to, all right, with social situations is to just, yeah, start pumping yourself with liquid courage and then yeah. you never think about the anxiety that you might have experienced if you never took it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it just it's, it comes as a wave over you, and you're just like, "Oh, what the hell is this?" And it can become as quite a shock. And then yeah, you can start to think, "Oh, well, I don't even want to go. I just to avoid the feeling, I just won't yep. go to any social mm-hmm. outing at all." Yeah. Did you persevere? I guess when going out and keep sort of, all right, is it getting easier over time, or is it still something that lingers? Uh, it, it definitely got easier. Mm. Um, I. Look, personally, I, I wouldn't put myself now in a situation where I'm around people that are just drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, just seeing the effects that alcohol has on people and and how they act, it's not for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do miss it, I tell yeah. you what, but yeah, I just, I know that um, I would much rather not put myself in that situation mm. or be around it, um, but sure like I've definitely gotten more confident where I could go you know um to a party and go yeah like happy birthday have a great night I'm out yeah yeah yeah, yeah so you know to sort of when to call it a night and just um, yeah. vacate because which is common yeah like for I guess people who don't drink is yeah um it's been I've heard people say like they describe sort of when the energy of the party starts to shift and it's when you know there's been a few drinks in and people start behaving a bit differently yeah. and you start to realize it's like yeah okay they're going over there i'm over here that's fine i'll go home and wake up fresh in the morning and mm. they can deal with whatever whatever nonsense they get up to for the rest of the evening oh yeah <laughs> can't wait to hear about it the yeah, next day yeah. <laughs> they're still going yeah you're like oh because i think yeah because i thought it would be good to to have you on to um share your experience in an early sober journey because we'd have lots of listeners looking to explore that whether they're changing their relationship with alcohol if they're looking to explore going sober entirely um i'm sure they can get a lot out of um relating to yeah your early journey so far um yeah and i think yeah it'd be a good thing and certainly i think there's a lot there that they'll get get a lot out of but so like i guess before 100 days and then i guess you've talked about 
um, a trip in Bali where you, you know, you piss up at the end of last year and then have a break. Um, so what was your drinking like throughout, you know, from 16 to 35? <laughs> One word, bender. Bender. Yeah. <laughs> Start, you know. Uh, sometimes it would be Thursday night because, yeah, I was in Brisbane. So, you know, you'd go Thursday night was uni night or something, mm. cheap drink somewhere. And then Friday would roll through. You'd do Friday night drinks. Saturday, keep going. And then, mm. you know, you'd go out into a club and you'd find all the goodies. Yeah, and you'd yeah. <laughs> kick on until Sunday. Sunday night rolled around and you're like, fuck, what am I doing with my life? Mm. I'm an empty shell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then just, so. yeah, then kick back into the week, try and, I guess, rebuild and repackage. Some few days, few yeah. Days, back, and then, straight back on it. And then straight back yeah. on it by the weekend yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. Started off uh, when I was in high school, it would be, you know, grab a, a sack of goon. It was mm. Fruity Lexia or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. You ever played on the windmill? Oh, no, not the windmill, the... the Goon of Fortune, Goon I think Fortune. they call it. Yeah, yeah. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You drink all of it and then you can use it as a, a pillow. pillow and pass out on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, yeah, I just, I grew up in a, a country town, so there wasn't really much to do mm. um, except just get shit faced. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at, at parties, people just get shit faced and end up like fighting and mm-hmm. and I was one of those people yeah. you know violent little thing <laughs> you know and when you're pissed off your head you've got no awareness of how you act or, or control of your emotions and mm. that was one of the main reasons um why I wanted to stop drinking um and it's only early days but the journey I've had um, I've actually, without sounding like too much of a hippie, <laughs> the spiritual journey that I've actually been on while sober has been fucking incredible. Mm. I'm not talking about putting my crystals out in the full moon. No. I'm talking about, you know, starting to meditate, um, you know, doing my morning affirmations, mm-hmm. just learning to be uh, more aware and um, it's really helped me to control my emotions. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I was to look back, you know, a year ago and look at myself now, I wouldn't recognize, recognize myself. Mm. Um, and I'm really proud of that because yeah. people that know me know that I'm, I was a little spicy thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, just massive hothead, just completely lose control of my emotion and, you know, Mm. blame everyone around me it's yeah. not my fault mm. yeah so yeah like i mean that usually can be a thing that happens when people yeah they the, the fog clears from quitting drinking and then they start going and looking within mm. yeah and then, yeah like they can do they can look into sort of um yeah like discovering more about themselves who they are what they like what who, what type <laughs> of person they want to be is the type of person they are when they're drinking you know, best serving them, is it best serving the people around them? And even when you've had people who've kind of egged you on during this experience, I'll just go have a drink. Do you have others that are able to respect when you say, no, I don't want to drink as Absolutely. well? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, you find yourself when you, when you don't drink, you kind of, you magnetise towards those people that, that don't tend to drink and party as much. Mm, yeah. um, and you, it, there's a, you know, a huge gap now between me and a, a, some people that I used to always hang around that we'd just get on the piss, mm. 
do stupid shit. Yeah. Which and you know that's okay. Um, but everyone's on their own journey, and mm. yeah, got to respect it. Yeah, and you yeah like with some people where like if you take the alcohol out of the group of people a lot of them would just realize it's like the only thing that we have in common is we is all alcohol. <laughs> is yeah. alcohol that's the only reason why we're friends yeah you know that can be fun for a while but i guess as we get older and you know you want to start building probably deep meaningful connected relationships mm. i mean for me personally it was very hard to do that when i was drinking because i just wasn't present or available for it to receive or even give any sort of um yeah any sort of i guess deep connected um presence for anybody and for them to try and give it to me i was just like nah it's just in one ear and out the other mm-hmm. and so have you had any so i guess besides the spiritual experience have you had any other breakthroughs through um yeah kicking the kicking the bottle for the past hundred days um i think yeah uh just being uh more emotionally mature mm-hmm. um being able to have conversations like this, it might not seem like such a big deal to some people, but for me, I could not even sit here and talk about feelings and, mm. and you know, meditation. Um, yeah, I just, for me, I was just, nah, mm. no feelings. I don't want to talk about anything. I just want to get drunk and party and have fun because I want people to like me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, that is also um, one of the main things that um, or a big change that I've gone through is being able to sit here with an open heart and mm. and go through, yeah, just have conversations that are deep and meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. Because you did say before we started you you did have a lot, you hung around a lot of men. Could yeah. that have influenced that as well? <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. grew up around um you know brothers uh guys always Mm. so that made me when i was drinking and partying i'd always have to keep up with them Mm. and man it's kind of impressive how much i could drink and and snort up my nose (laughs) (laughs) like i look back and like it's kind of impressive Mm. but you know yeah there's always that pride aspect it's like oh, i do it better than everyone else around me yeah and then that comes with you know having an ego and that's mm. all part of it you know yeah. and it's easy to say oh drop your ego and everything's all fucking fine and dandy mm. but that's the hardest thing and mm. even now like I'm, I'm still a work in progress um trying to get past the ego side of things you know especially being around men i'm not saying men tend to have higher egos than women (laughs) but you know just just having that tough exterior not showing emotion i mean i guess it is particular for men that we have to kind of just yeah be stoic and just not show any emotion Mm. um which then just builds up and then just ends up can become like an explosive outburst at some point um i guess there's way there's healthy ways to do it um which yeah like i've had to discover and kind of learning myself as well especially yeah when those feelings come up i still have those tendencies of just like oh, i don't want to feel this i need to fucking reach have, for yeah something. have a shot yeah shot <laughs> well it wouldn't be that now it'd be just i don't know just go to woolies and eat like some sort of sugary shit or just um yeah amongst other things have you tried meditation 
it's been suggested to me by several people. And Literally. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, it'll fucking change your life. Yeah. What's your method with meditation? Yeah. So, uh, so a dear friend of mine, uh, he challenged me to 30 days of consistent. So every morning before I went and checked my phone and got that dopamine hit, mm. I'd have to wake, wake up, put, um, you know, 15 minutes, headphones in, listen to some, um, you know, meditation music, sit there. Um, and so basically what I try and do is trying, if, if I have a thought come through, I'd go, okay, yep. Acknowledge, let it pass. Mm -hmm. So just try and keep your mind calm and clear. Um, did that 15 minutes for 30 days. And he said, you know, if you do this, not a lot of people can, um, you, you won't know yourself. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, I fucking love a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he, he said he tried it himself and lasted maybe 14 days. I did the 30 days mm -hmm. and he was, he was very right. It was, yeah. it was hard. Um, but now I do it without a doubt. It's just comes natural to me. I'd wake up, do my morning routine, my meditation, do my affirmations, mm. then, you know, go to go on my phone whatever mm. but um it, yeah i really i challenge you 30 days that's all you got to do 10 days. 15 minutes every yeah. morning yeah. yeah and it was like yeah like listen to like meditative music or was like guided meditation or is it just yeah, yeah you can choose pretty much whatever you want but mm. i you i go on youtube and i you know search for like the best meditation relaxation whatever mm. you'll find ones that you'll really enjoy it sounds really weird but you'll mm. find some sounds that are just like oh yeah mm. yeah because it always sounds like a weird thing that people talk about meditation and then like breath work and then but then and as, as absurd i mean i only heard of breath work i think it was i guess a year and a half ago and yeah the, that was absurd to me but then it's just like all these people are like pretty happy and content with themselves and they bang on about meditation and bread breath work and you just like well they must mustn't be talking yeah. shit yeah <laughs> they got to be yeah. on something yeah it's just like oh no they got to be on something they got to be on something else they got to be putting something up their nose they got to be smoking something yeah. but no i mean some of them it's just like no this is just what we do and yeah it's it's helped a lot so 30 days all right so yeah i'm already just cuz i had other people just just to sit there i guess in your thoughts for with nothing else going on. Cause yeah, I mean, another thing for me, like you just mentioned was just reaching for the phone and just, yeah. All right. Just stimulate myself that way. It's just I mean, habit. Yeah. Yep. So that's even a bad habit for me as mm. well. <laughs> so maybe even just try and, you know, instead of in the morning straight away reaching for your phone, just maybe 10 minutes sit there. Literally I just lay on my bed with my headphones in and just put my hand on my chest and just feel myself breathing. Mm. Um, yeah it's just yeah. it's really simple mm. and i don't even know like if there's any science behind it but it, it fucking works yeah well they yeah, if it works it works maybe we don't need to know what the science is but i'm sure yeah. there's plenty of science out there about mm. it and i actually saw that you um you actually work casually as a bartender which would be <laughs> a bit of a conflict of interest <laughs> yeah. on your new path now so yeah. has it been navigating that being you're putting yourself in an environment where everyone's drinking and you know I'm sure there's probably plenty of offers of, of free shots here and there and whatnot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> at, at, the, at the start, it was great because I could work and drink at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I can get drunk and get paid to get yeah, drunk. Yeah. What the hell? Um, 
But now, look, the first shift I did when um, I decided to do the sober challenge was tough um, Mm. because I was so used to just pouring someone a drink, pouring myself, having a shot, whatever. Mm. And because it was free, I think it was so much harder to say no. But now I'm it, – it, look, honestly, I – because now I see how people are when they – like I see them come in at the beginning of the night and then progressively getting drunker and drunker mm. and I'm like, oh. Yeah, gosh. and how does that make you – like how does it make you feel to see people like that? Do you have like self-reflection of yourself as well? Yeah, yeah. especially when it's the 21st. I'm mm. like, fuck, was I, was I that annoying when I was <laughs> – <laughs> like I was probably worse to be mm. honest. So – yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly did like um I mean like going out sober and then interacting with people, yeah, who're getting progressively more drunk and then they're getting more louder, they're repeating and slurring their words, they're so tell- obnoxious. They're, they're telling you that they love you over and over again. They don't know personal space, so they're right up to your face. I was face. just going to say it's annoying <laughs> when they're leaning on you and yeah. touching you. Yeah. yeah. And they think that they're having a great conversation. This is a great night for you. And then you're just like, oh, just, just come on, get, get, get away you're from You're not it. even going to remember what you're saying to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, like, as shut well, the fuck yeah, as yeah. Yeah, and then oh, that was always for me, just like, fuck, I wonder if what this is like. It's always just a reflection, like, fuck, I was probably like this as well. And But, you know, how sad is it that you'd go out and the most deep and maybe meaningful conversations that you would have is when you were drunk with mm. a random in yeah. the smokers area mm. that was for me that was the the most intense or deep conversations i would ever have yeah and do you remember any of them now absolutely not no. <laughs> i'd go on my instagram and go who the fuck is this person right <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I remember like like i'd have like i'd have all like when i used to have facebook and i'd have all these friends i'd have no idea who any of these people are mm. yeah you go on your phone you got these numbers of people so it's like I was like, my phone number's just been given out, like yeah. as charity everywhere to so many people, and um, most people didn't. Ring, obviously, people didn't ring me because it's just like, oh, he was a fucking lunatic. Don't fucking <laughs> ring him. Like, um, yeah, especially with like people. Oh, we had these great, meaningful, awesome, philosophical conversations. It's like, do you remember any of it the next morning? Mm. No. <laughs> there's yeah. There's no depth. There's no like. Yeah, that you don't remember much of it anyway, and it's kind of yeah, just like what's the point? And I mean, even with, especially with, I guess with maybe with with men, maybe in your experience, like you need to get like lick it up to then open up and mm-hmm. be like vulnerable with like other men. Like oh, I fucking love you. Oh, I've gone through this stuff, and it's like I talked to a friend about that. He was his relationship with his dad. Like that's how he gets his dad to open up. So it's like oh, we go to the pub and have a couple of drinks, and then he loosens up, and then he can <coughs> tell me, you know. I guess open up to me. I'm just like, well, is that really a health? Is that an ethical approach? I don't think yeah. it's healthy yeah, at all. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I can I can relate. Like my my uh, parents. So my mum, literally a robot. I don't think I've seen that woman cry once mm. in my entire existence. Not once. Mm. I've seen my dad cry maybe at a funeral, but yeah, we're not. I think because I was brought up with mm. again around a lot of. Um, male figures uh, and then my parents just kind of emotionally unavailable Mm -hmm. not saying that you know they were bad parents but um just i wouldn't be like you know hey mom like i'm having a bad day Mm. yeah she'd probably just yeah i wouldn't even bring that up you just deal with that on your own it doesn't sound like they were 
I guess if they were, they they weren't ones to sort of express how they were feeling. It Absolutely was just not. like, no, we just get on with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, old school. Yeah, old school. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, I guess as a kid, you're just like, oh, I guess if this is how you act. I mean, we we mimic. I guess that's where our first impressions of Absolutely. human beings is yeah. our, our parents, and then we go into the world and think, well, I guess that's how you operate, and then. Then you encounter other people who might operate in a different way and they think, oh, maybe this is a better way to operate. Then that wasn't an ethical way to go yeah. about it, and I guess, as we evolve along. And, uh, you know, having uh, continuously having surface-level conversations with people, I was comfortable with that. Hmm. And then, you know, I met Re, yeah. um, and she loves the DNM. She <laughs> loves to get in nice and deep um, and pick your brain to bits. Hmm. And I'll never forget this moment we had um, on on a balcony and she was trying to, you know, pick up my brain, get real in there nice mm. and deep. And it made me feel so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, nah, 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 like stop. Like I do not want to have this conversation. Mm. And, you know, she progressively dug her way in and mm. um, now like the conversations we have, the, the most – crazy communicate like we communicate on a whole another level and Mm. i guess she was probably the first person to to make me see hey like you know you got a little bit of a problem here Mm. yeah (laughs) um and the only way that i would open up was alcohol yeah and so she managed to yeah just wiggle away wiggle in (laughs) as she does (laughs) well that's good yeah and then you go from there i mean it's certainly not that you have to be just for just dumping everything out to everybody all the time but there can be some benefit to just being open about mm. yeah what you're going through but it's yeah finding the right people that i guess that you can confide in about yeah. that stuff so i mean it sounds like you're in more of a place now where you probably have those types of people that you could do that and then mm. be in the position where like oh i am comfortable doing it a lot more now because i guess before it's like well it's not what it's not what you do yeah it's yeah. like don't be a pussy, whatever. Mm. <laughs> Just have a shot with me and I can come have a boogie. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, don't talk about that stuff. Let's nah, just get ew, instead, ew, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's have more surface level conversations <laughs> yeah. about other times we got drunk. <laughs> let's Well, let's get a bag and then we'll have a DNA. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll talk about anything you want. <laughs> just be wired out of our heads <laughs> and just talk absolute gibberish oh hey, do you want to start a business like, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds great next morning what did we talk about last Fuck, night who are you <laughs> <laughs> where am i yeah <laughs> why do i have no money in my bank account right? oh yeah standard they're yeah, standard so with the challenge so you've done 100 days is there any plans going forward with it or is it you know, do you have a you know, do you have a, a, a goal in mind, or is it you're just taking it as it comes? Because I guess, like in sobriety, we just common out common term that's thrown around is one day at a time. You yeah. know, keep it simple, that sort of thing. Uh, last year, I did 50 days sober, mm-hmm. um, and then after the 50 days, I absolutely just went 10 steps backwards. Mm. So I was like, yeah, 50 days, whatever. All the hard work, I just undid. Mm-hmm. So this time. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to double it. Um, and I thought, you know, let's see what happens after the 100 days. My goal was to be able to, because before it was either zero or 100. Mm. There was no have a, have a couple and then go home, yeah. you know. Um, so my goal was to be able to get to that point where I would 
go, you know, I'll have a glass of wine, be social, but then I'll call it a night. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually Friday I went out to dinner and I ordered a glass of wine Mm -hmm. and it literally sat on the table for 20 minutes and I looked at it, yeah, for 20 minutes going, fuck, can I do this? Like Mm. I just had all this conflict in my head like, oh, if I have a sip, I'm going to be disappointed in myself. It was it was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? Just just have it. You've reached a goal. See how you feel. I had like half of it and I started to feel a little tipsy. And I didn't really – the feeling was so foreign to me that I was like, oh, this is, this is weird. Like hmm. it's going to sound crazy, but I felt a little bit – not dirty, but I don't even know how to explain it. Mm. I, I just – yeah, because I used to love that, you know, when you yeah, first yeah. – getting drunk and you're like yeah yeah Mm. we're on um so i think that was the the sign that hey maybe i've actually matured a little and i Mm. can just have a glass or two if i want um but i think moving forward i'm happy not drinking if i if i am in you know like out at dinner or want to have a couple i think i'm pretty confident to say i'll have a couple and be able to go home you managed to come to that insight and that conclusion by taking a break from it Mm, as well yeah so um that's certainly i think something that our listeners could um resonate to yeah like even if you're just thinking all right well maybe needed to really sort of reevaluate how i feel about alcohol yeah just taking a break and i do recommend at least i think 90 days is a good number i mean doing doing 100 you know get get to the century go for 100 um could be a good amount and is there any, yeah, like tips and advice you'd like to give our listeners with your newfound sort of insight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, if you if you wanted to start that journey, um, yeah, just be mindful, I think, of what situations you're put in. Mm. Um, because if you have a rubber arm like me, it's so easy just to go and say, go and go, oh, no, it's all right, I'll just... I'll just have water. Mm. But if everyone else is around you having fun, you're like, fuck it, I'll just have a drink, whatever. Mm. Then you end up somewhere passed out in a gutter. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, try and avoid situations like that. Um, But I think if, honestly, if I didn't start, you know, doing all this awareness work, meditating, um, you know, self-work, I don't think I would have been able to continue to get through that hundred days um, because you're so aware of um, who you are and and your emotions and and what's happening and how you feel. You just, you don't want to have no control over that, if Mm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, do you think that you're more leaning towards like just with your relationship with alcohol, just just glasses of wine at dinner, is it going to be just hopefully in that direction? Yeah, Yeah, look – um, you know, if I'm out for a nice dinner, I'll for sure have a, a glass of wine potentially. But, you know, if the option is – if the option of a non-alcoholic beer or wine is mm-hmm. there, I'll probably go for that, yeah. to be honest. Because, you know, I do like the taste of beer and mm-hmm. wine. But the buzz for me is it, – it's there's no value to it anymore. Mm. You so, know, have, so. You, have you tried many of the non-alcoholic <laughs> products? Yeah. 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 The non-alcoholic beer is okay. Yeah. It's, it's pretty decent. Mm. Haven't – yet come across a good non-alcoholic wine <laughs> it's literally the one i bought from coles tasted like vinegar I was like, oh, yeah i never because i never really drank wine when i was a drinker so i never really 
have to, I haven't had any of the non-alcoholic wine. I know that Mitch, who I do the podcast with, is from South Australia, so you know, big wine country there. Yeah. So he's he's dabbled in that a bit and has found good ones here and there. Um, but which I think is, I mean, it certainly wasn't something that was prevalent when I was back drinking. That there were like non-alcoholic options, like mm. non-alcoholic beers and wines. And even when I was drinking, the thought of Having something like that was just, well, what's the point in that? What is the point? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's, a, it, I guess, it can just be used as like as somewhat of a camouflage if you're out with people so you just got something in your hand and you just... Um, it's also good because people don't pester and hassle mm. you to be like, well, why aren't you drinking? Yeah. Why don't you just have one? Mm. So if you have a beer in your hand that's, you know, non-alcoholic, you can avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can try and avoid it, yeah, but it's um so do you have I mean, did you have much experience with people pestering you when you weren't drinking? Um and that you, mm-hmm. just, you just we just like, Yeah, I'm not drinking, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, well, look, a lot of people didn't understand it. Mm. You know, I I'd say, Yeah, I'm I'm not drinking they go, What do you mean? Mm. Why? What and I'd go, I don't I I'm just doing a hundred days sober, you know. And they're just like, just have one, you'll be right. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, I'm saying no. Yeah. But yeah, people literally, they're like, what do you do? Like, are you not bored? Like, you know, mm. what do you do with your time? Yeah. You know, um, not be hungover. I do a lot with my time yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was really sh- interesting to see people not understanding, not drinking. Mm. Yeah. And you just see how like the only, they have attached drinking with fun. Yes. So yeah. like you not drinking must be boring. Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, that's with a lot of things where if you took alcohol out of it, is what you're doing actually fun? That's what yeah. a, lot, well, a lot of people don't, um, haven't had, probably had a chance to think about because they're too fucking pissed. <laughs> that's it. Like you could put someone in a room and they, you'd, they'd be blind drunk and think they're having the best time. It's like, mm. what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Because, yeah, like, I mean, the dopamine receptors are through the roof and mm. they think they're having such a grand old time, but they make a fool of themselves. They say something stupid. They do something stupid. Yeah, and they're fucking very hungover the next day, feeling sorry for themselves. And it's just, yeah, you, some people wake up from it and just think, yeah, I don't know if this is a good trade-off, but like a lot of us, yeah, then a couple of days down the track, oh, I'm feeling a bit better again, oh, the weekend's mm-hmm. around again, and then we just repeat the cycle over and over again mm-hmm. for a very long time. Very long time, <laughs> yeah. It's a vicious cycle, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's um, it's brave and, um, yeah, courageous to break that cycle and to go against the norm because it feels for a lot of people just feels like the norm that this is in particular with social settings just that there's always alcohol present Mm -hmm. that you have to drink Mm -hmm. in the social setting as well yeah i think uh, you know going through it uh, i was like fuck i am people aren't gonna like me because Mm. i'm not drinking i'm not gonna be fun or i'm not gonna get invited to things anymore and so that was all part of it Mm. um and you know what i look back and think fuck man like if people need me to drink to think that i'm fun then i don't want them in my life absolutely you know you're not my people Mm. no yeah because you want people in your life who want to be around you not Mm. around the one that gets fucking lit up the whatever comes out of getting trashed all the time oh no nah, i'll tell you some <laughs> stories i could go Oof. yeah well is there, any, is there any you wanted to share today oh uh, well 
<laughs> well, well, because we've t- spoken about Bali, let's let's mm-hmm. let's stay in that space. Um, we so I actually went to Bali with Re, mm-hmm. and uh, I was I had this bright idea as you do when you go to Bali to hire a scooter, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, we were fucked. Mm. I was so drunk, um, drinking all day. And I think we were decided to go from Chengu back into Seminyak. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's all good. Like, I'll ride my scooter. Had some random dude on the back. Mm-hmm. And he's like, are you all good to ride? And I was like, oh, yeah, bro, fine. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was – I. Look, honestly, I, I just remember being on the scooter and then flashing in front of me there was a taxi and then blackout mm-hmm. and then getting up off the ground. I literally I had no helmet, nothing. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, what the fuck just happened? Mm. And it was just, a, yeah, I had hit my head. I was very lucky that I didn't do more damage. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's... I'm glad that I didn't even hurt the dude on the back. You yeah, know, yeah. I copped most of the injuries. Um, but yeah, that that also like shit like that mm. that would never have happened. You know, if I was sober and, yeah. and making good de- decisions. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because what I learned um, when I was in rehab, like one of the psychs there talked about. The more you drink, like there's like the rational thinking part of your brain just switches off. Mm. Which I kind of thought made sense because, I mean, some people take like, oh, you, you tell us who you really are when you're sober, like when you're drunk. You, you drunk, th- drunk actions are sober thoughts yeah, and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And it's kind of just like, you know, maybe after a couple of drinks, but like, you know, the amount of stupid shit I said and done when I was drunk, like if I was sober, like that thought would probably come up here and I would have just gone, no, nah, let's put that. That was not a good idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we live and we learn and we, mm. we survive and thrive. And- yeah. And, I, you know, part of it is um, for me personally, because I was, you know, a little party monster, I was, mm. I'm going to call myself a little trash bag because <laughs> I can now because I'm, I'm grown. Yeah. Um, I was, I could never really hold down a relationship and, you know, I'd have all these um, people coming into my life, you know, and they wouldn't stick around and I wouldn't understand why. And I'm like, why am I just, you know, just having hookups and and they don't want to stick around and get to know me or whatever. Mm. It's like, well, why would anyone want to get to know someone that's just like got their tits out taking shots of random dudes I don't know (laughs) (laughs) you know um so yeah and I look back and I'm like well me I wouldn't want a guy that's constantly partying and you know doing bags all the time and Mm. just got no direction in life and yeah and now it's so clear that yeah why would a dude want a, a chick it mm. does the same. Mm. So that for me was a big eye opener as yeah. well. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it speaks to, yeah, like when you, yeah, take alcohol out of the equation and you, yeah, like the smoke's, the smoke clears and then, yeah, you can start to look, yeah, and you start addressing things in your life, lots of different things, mm. and you can start seeing it with a sober lens and then have some breakthroughs and realizations. And then, oh, okay, so this is why, okay, well, what can I do to move? 
in the direction that I want my life to head in. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's that's some good um, realizations that you've had. Yeah, because essentially, you know, the energy that you're putting out, that's what you're attracting. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on today, Frankie. It was a nice oh, little chat. Oh, it was chat. fun. Yeah. yeah. Your first podcast, I understand, as well. It was. Yeah. How do you think you went? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm nervous to, to yeah. listen to it. It's all, I think you went just fine and I think, I think you've had quite, you're in your spiritual healing journey phase, however you want to describe yeah. it. And it sounds like um, you've had some good breakthroughs and I think you're going to continue to Absolutely. keep going forward and I'm sure Rhiannon will keep poking at you the entire she time. She will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'll leave you, I guess, with one last question. Uh, what's the best piece of advice that you've received? Learn to take responsibility and once you do that, you'll be at peace. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand that, do you want me to explain? <laughs> oh, sure. Explain, explain it for the listeners. Maybe they well, don't understand, oh, yeah, not yeah, me. Yeah, the listeners. <laughs> no, it's because once you start, you know, being the victim or blaming mm. everyone else um, and realise that you're, it's not the world that's doing you wrong um, and you take responsibility for your own, like, shit, your actions, everything, you'll be able to move forward and change things in your life and, and yeah, I think, therefore, I am. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm. Thank you, Frankie. <laughs> so wise. So now. wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Full of wisdom. See, this is what happens. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Stay sober and become a modern day Buddha. Oi. Oi, there yeah, you go. <laughs> well, this has been an episode of the Last Rings podcast. I'm Will Hitchens, and we'll see you in the next one. Ew.